Welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hello. And Jess. Hi guys. And tonight we are reviewing the new Danny Boyle film, the film about the Beatles, kind of. It is Yesterday. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, like I just said, a film by Danny Boyle who's done several, he's done a lot of different movies, a lot that people have probably heard of. Uh, he's done Train Spotting. Uh, 28 Days Later, uh, Slumdog Millionaire, 127 Hours. Have you guys seen any of those ones? Sounds pretty diverse. Yeah, he does a lot of different kind of movies. Uh, he's done like a couple smaller ones that are like kind of like cult favorites, like Sunshine, uh, The Beach. Um, he did the uh, Steve Jobs movie, uh, the one with uh, the one with Michael Fassbender. I didn't see that one, but um, are you guys from? Is that called Steve Jobs? Yeah. Isn't there another one called Jobs? Yeah, that has Ashton Kutcher. That's not the one. He did not do Why that did one. Why did they do that? Since when did Ashton Kutcher see that? He's young Steve Jobs, and then and then Michael Fassbender was an older Steve Jobs. But you know, uh, have you guys seen any of those uh, films I just mentioned? Though any 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 familiarity no. with his work? No. I did see Slumdog Millionaire years ago, probably the year. Yeah, it was like tenish years ago. Um, I I don't love Danny Boyle. Um, Train Spotting is a movie that is it's a good example of a movie that I would like. It's about a bunch of heroin addicts, um, and I don't like it at all. I don't like Train Spotting. Um, and uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, I saw a while ago. It's an okay horror movie, but I, I guess Danny Boyle is not a director I really. Uh, followed despite his pretty extensive and mostly critically received uh, work. So uh, yesterday, and I'll read the synopsis right here. Uh, today, only Jack remembers their songs, uh, and Jack Malik, played by Himish Patel, is a struggling singer-songwriter in a tiny English seaside town who dreams of fame uh, rapidly fading his dreams of fame are rapidly fading there you go he got it uh, is Suffolk sp- really tiny isn't that where he- that's I, that's familiar maybe it's a town outside of uh um, maybe. Sarah there? I, I thought yeah but maybe i don't know um but uh, despite the fierce devotion and support of his childhood best friend ellie who is played by lily james uh his dreams of fame are rapidly fading where it said that uh, but then after a freak bus accident during a mysterious global blackout Jack wakes up to discover that the Beatles have never existed. And so this is uh, kind of what gets the plot rolling here. I guess this is so this is a continuation of like the biopics that we've been doing, but with a with a little twist to it. Um, so, uh, Nicole, I know you've we, we did uh, uh, Rocket Man. We did The Dirt. Um, you and I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. So going into this, were you excited at all for this? Had when it's new twist. Um, I know we've kind of had mixed reviews so far on our biopics. I actually didn't really know what this was going to be about. I mean, I get the gist, but it's not. It's not a biopic. I have to disagree with you there. It's really not a biopic at all. It's not following the Beatles' lives in the way that the other ones were, like Rocket Man or like The Dirt. It was just implementing the music into the um, movie, which I was wondering, I haven't seen Across the Universe, and I was wondering if Across the Universe had the same feel that this one did. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen that, but if you get if you get that same feeling as that, um, you know, I think I prefer this style of movie as opposed to an actual biopic like Rocket Man. 
Yeah, this is kind of like a false biopic where it follows someone who it's like everyone else thinks this is his rise, where but he knows, you know, he actually is not the creator of these songs, and that's I guess kind of the twist on it. Um, Jess, have you? Se- I have not seen uh, Across the Universe. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I saw it years ago, and honestly, it was just a giant oh. blur. Yeah, surprisingly, just being the fir- for the first time being some the movie seeing a movie that neither of us have seen. This might be the one. <laughs> 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 and what did you think of it? I know you. Yeah, I know it was, it was a, while a giant ago, but... blur, and I just remember there was a lot of colors and scenes that didn't make any sense. So it was a very hippie-ish movie. Nothing with, I think, a steady plot, if I can recall correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get in, I guess does anyone? Uh, well, I guess how do we feel about the Beatles here? Do we do we like them? Do we not like them? Uh, Nicole, what do you think? <sighs> I hate the Beatles. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I've said this in the past. I'm a huge classic rock fan. I'm a huge fan of music from the 50s, 60s, 70s on. And the fact that I feel this way, I get a little upset. But I think that the Beatles are so overrated, overplayed. I get what happened in, in pop culture history with them. But in this point in my life i am so fucking fed up of hearing their songs honestly so that's my opinion and i'm sticking to it (laughs) just do you have an opinion on the beatles um so i think i didn't like them when i was younger now i'm like okay they're fine i can sing along to their songs but definitely i wouldn't consider myself a hardcore fan or anything um they don't do too much for me it's just you know a song you can sing along to because you know all the words since everyone knows all these words yeah, I'm a little closer with Jess here. I'm not a big fan. I like a couple songs, but for the most part, you know, they don't really do anything for me. I don't have this uh, this uh, vitriol that Nicole seems to have for their popularity. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, not a fan. It doesn't sound like any of us really are. But uh, so you know, going in, kind of apprehensive. I mean, I I'm- guess it's pretty. De- it's dependent on your upbringing too. I mean, worldwide, your if your parents or your grandparents, however old you are now, if you grew up listening to the Beatles, you probably have a soft spot for them, just like the Rolling Stones or you know anybody from that from that time of, of rising British uh, bands, whatever. You're gonna have a soft spot for it, and I did not have that. I had I have a soft spot for other things, and the Beatles didn't land in that category for me. So I think it's all about upbringing. For for a lot of people yeah that could probably have something to do with it too i guess you know i didn't really discover them on my own i i knew the ones the the ones that everyone knows um i like like eleanor rigby which i'm disappointed about how that is all play- i, I kind of like some of it how it's all played out in this movie but i don't want to give too much away but if you haven't seen it it's in the theaters right now it just came out so you know Go and check it out if you have any interest. We're going to spoil, you know, all the different plot mechanisms here. Uh, So we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the film. We start in, I guess it's, the town is called Lowstoft. So that's like outside of uh, uh, Suffolk, right? Suffolk is the town that he's close to. Suffolk. Suffolk? Suffolk? Suffolk. Suffolk. I don't know. How to... L is silent. All right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm not a British man. I don't know these things. Um, and I guess neither are you. But I'm not either. Uh... <laughs> Me neither. So, yeah. None of us are British men. Uh, so uh, Jack Malik 
is our is our protagonist. He is a struggling singer songwriter, um, and is supported by his childhood friend Ellie. Um, that is Lily James' character. Um, Himesh Patel, I should say, is our lead. I have not seen him in anything. Have you guys seen him before? I don't think so. Um, not that no. I can think of. Let me see. I think this is his biggest, his first big role. I don't think he's any anything major before this. Uh, Lily James, Jess, we she was in a movie we did a while back. Uh, that Ted Bundy movie, extremely boring and shockingly oh, boring, or whatever it was called. Yeah, she's the she's the 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 first the first wife or of. Uh, no way. Or, was she even Isn't a wife? She the one that's at the at the end when she's in the um the the glass with the the picture that she's like she's like tell me this isn't true or whatever. Yeah, really? I think that's. Oh wait, I'm sure? looking up. That's not her now. That's, that's a different woman. I'm <laughs> okay. just I was gonna say because I know her, and that wasn't her. <laughs> okay, all right. No, I fucked up. That's wrong. I, <laughs> I'm wrong. What a uh, <laughs> shit. Um, I I totally thought that was her. It's uh, it's not. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Give you... credit to who the other one is. Who's the one in Ted Bundy? I, I don't know. I'm just looking at. Oh, oh Jesus! I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this cut, was... <laughs> cut. Redo. Uh, we were starting starting off uh, not not strong. Um, it's uh, Lily Collins. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's why it was another Lily, and it was an English sounding name. Whatever. Move past, we move past it. Um, but just did you know Lily James from anything else? Then I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I know her from Cinderella. Oh, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I thought that was the same girl from from the Ted Bundy movie. I'm, st- I still think that's the same person. I don't think so. No, it's definitely not. I just, I'm okay. Well, I'm wrong. Um, so he's uh struggle. He's a struggling musician. He's playing crappy gigs. Um, he's got his buddies, uh, and the one roadie guy who's like a buddy, and he gets fired right off the bat at this festival. That's where he kind of gives up because he's uh relegated to playing the kids' tent at the festival. That's like a, the the first, I guess, funny moment we're supposed to get. Uh, his manager is like, it's "I got right. you a gig. I got you a gig at a festival," and he's like, it's, "She's like, it's one of the smaller tents." He's like, "I don't care. I'm playing at a festival." And then it's literally like the daycare tent, <laughs> while like all the, like while all the parents are out. It's like four kids and like a old couple sitting in fold-out chairs <laughs> so you know his career's not going well he's decided to give up and then on this one night there's a giant global blackout uh it lasts 12 seconds and during that blackout he gets hit by a bus because the lights go out he can't see it um he goes to the hospital they fix him up his teeth are for two of his front teeth are missing uh the two on the right so at that point i nice... was like this is totally a freaky friday thing you got slammed by something so yeah you, t- you told me that beforehand is it just because he got slammed by something and something and like things change? yeah worldly happens my favorite thing so far has been the fact that jess can relate most movies to another movie starring Lindsay lohan <laughs> and i am so for it like she put the intruder as parent trap too which is fucking incredible and now we've got freaky friday i guess the remake of freaky friday have we done a mean girls one yet i guess i know you compared book smart to mean girls (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking incredible this is like a talent i never knew i had (laughs) it's it's because we're we're appreciating talent which is Lindsay lohan (laughs) is really what we're getting down to here That's right. Amazing. So, I mean, I guess so because a flash happens and a and then a thing changes, it's 
it's Freaky Friday because Freaky Friday, <laughs> it's not like, like the whole world You like bang into somebody, changes. whether it's a person or a bus, and then something ungodly happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose that's got it's If you're going to compare it to that, it's almost like the whole world gets Freaky Friday to another like dimension, and then he's the only one who like remembers how things were. Sans fortune cookie. Yep. Sans fortune cookie. <laughs> 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 All right, so you know he gets Freaky Friday into a world where he slowly realizes that the Beatles never existed, um, and he remembers all their songs um, and plays. What is it? He plays Yesterday is the first one he plays uh, when he gets his new guitar for a gift um, because he got hit by the bus and it broke his old guitar. Uh, he plays it for his friends and they're like, "Oh, it's so beautiful. Where did you write that?" He's like, oh, "I didn't write it. The Beatles wrote it." Uh. And then the, the the Beatles obviously he looks them up online and I like this little visual gag. I like of, that too. He types in <laughs> yeah. yeah, he types in the Beatles and then it literally it's just a picture stuff. of a beetle like the Wikipedia page comes up and he keeps doing different things and and uh, you know, different things that aren't uh, you know the correct thing pop up so that's a nice little <laughs> bit of visual I, uh, nicole i know you were laughing at that i was laughing a little bit later on while he's digging through other things that aren't around anymore and he types in coke and pablo escobar's <laughs> face comes up because he asked his mom for a coca-cola that was pretty funny i did like that too. I yeah we find I out found that, the that be- part funny i i thought that was like forced humor i like i don't know mm. I don't know if I found so, that. I had, to, I, had to, I had to grab at what I could here, Jess, honestly. <laughs> 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 There's definitely some humor Nicole did not like. I wonder if that stuff Jess likes and you guys just have opposite tastes because that's very possible. Um, <laughs> so uh, we the, the whole thing is that he is now faced with a decision – um, is he going to, you know, try to turn his career around by using all the old Beatles songs? Because they're, you know, I, it's a leap, but everyone's going to just, everyone loves them because they're so popular in the old world. So he can use them to gain popularity. And that's, that's the plot of the movie. That's the whole thing is he uses it. He rises, things change around him. His relationships with the people change and he's always faced with the problem. You know, I didn't write these and that gets tested at different points. So that's really the whole plot of the movie, his rise to stardom uh, using the Beatles songs. And uh, Nicole, I'll start with you. What do you think of the plot of this movie? If you had to rate it. Um, I think that this is, it's a good storyline. Um, I kind of like that he can, he can grab off of this fame that the Beatles have kind of set up for him, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, he's got this talent of singing well and this talent of knowing this whole discography of songs that have suddenly become non-existent. So he can really use that to his, to his advantage. And I really, like how this is going from the from the beginning um so i think overall based on you know what we have set up for us here i'd probably give it a 3.5 um i took away some points after how we get into this movie a little bit further when we discuss that but you know starting off on the right foot i was in it for a good while there and i i appreciated it yeah, uh, it's definitely an interesting plot. It's 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 one that's been like I'm surprised it hasn't really been this hasn't been done before. I don't think it has. I think this is actually a pretty original concept, um, unless you considered to rip off a of Freaky Friday somehow. Um, but for the most part, I think this is something that hasn't really been done, and it's a clever introduction. Um, but uh, Jess, what did you think of the plot? I think I'm going to give it a three five two. I think um, definitely the first half, maybe in the first three quarters, I thought it was pretty long and pretty boring. Maybe it was because I wasn't a huge fan of the Beatles, but then something it just wasn't really picking up. I think once like 
the love conflict kind of came to the picture, then I became more interested. But one thing I did like is how there's so many conflict in this movie. So he's conflicted between telling the world whether this is his own stuff or he's copying it, and then he's always afraid of someone's going to figure him out and point him out in real life. And then there's that love kind of conflict he's in with um, his manager, which I don't know how much I really appreciate that. It kind of got me mad because they've been friends this whole time, like 10 plus years, and it wasn't until she was like, why do you put me in this column? And then he was like, oh shit, I think I love you. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) You're so on point. You're so on point with this. This is exactly how I felt too. Yeah, Yeah, so that kind of got me... I mean, I guess it's relatable. I can see that happening actually in real life. Um, Not to say like it isn't really frustrating. It definitely is. But that's one thing that I was kind of like a palm slam. Like, really? (laughs) I'm going to give it a... I think I'm going to give the plot a 3-5 as well. I think we're all on the same page here. It's a good... I love the concept. Um, I think our lead is pretty good. Um, I don't know how I feel about Lily James' manager character. I don't don't know how I fully go into all that and the way her plot unfolds. Um, I... The problem with this is that and I, I like to lump the writing in here. I don't... The writing is okay at times, but it's not great. It's okay. It's passable. A lot of the jokes don't land. There's definitely some that do. I like the... I like the... The, the, the Google search stuff is funny always. Um, so The camera work is somewhat interesting. We can get to that a little bit later. But yeah, it's a, it's a good concept um, that gets a little tropey uh, later on as we go. It's not really maximized to its we, full potential. How we feel about this is that for every poor area of this movie, there is a little bit of good that's bringing it back in. So it's just hitting that mark of it's not shitty. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really, like, not tonally uneven because it, it sticks to its its guns for the most part of what it's trying to say and be. But the execution, like, I'm, I'm, I like it for like five minutes and then I don't like it for like ten minutes and then yeah. I like it for seven minutes. Yeah, and then, that's like, exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. I can't even point to one part that I love and one part that I hate. It's like every part I like a little bit here, I, I dislike a little bit here. It's 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 more like a, a blend of of good and, and mediocre bad. Um, so 3-5 for me for the plot, though. I think the plot is a strong point in the movie. And uh, so the rise begins uh, as Jack is signed by... Uh, well, first he's signed by this this twerpy guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, the Gavin. one that... Gavin, is that his name? Yeah, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is... <laughs> He is starts a love interest with uh, Ellie, who is you know the manager or the his his manager, and now he has this person like producing his songs. They have a little thing in the studio where he's playing all his songs. This is after uh, he played uh, some of the new Beatles songs he's been playing at like a uh, coffee shop or something. Um, and this is this is part of the stuff I didn't like because he he gets and that's a big problem in this whole movie for me is he gets popular and they say it in like a month, and that's just not. I don't buy that at all. One, because the Beatles didn't rise to superstar. I'm gonna say, not if we're the actual not band, if we're staying like, with yeah. If we're staying with the timeline of how this happened for the Beatles, it's it's not holding true and it's not giving that appreciation for what this movie is supposed to be doing in the first place. Yeah, it's I not just, it's not right. I don't yeah, and I don't buy that he would play these songs and everyone would just stop and be like, Oh my, this is 
so beautiful. Like <laughs> those are songs are. I mean, they're still fine. I guess because none of us are Beatles fans, it doesn't hit as home for us. Maybe if you are, you're like, oh, it's the first time he's ever playing that song. Oh, it's making me so emotional. But well, we said this well after discussing this movie a little bit before we left. We said if in 2019 he was in some coffee shop playing Penny Lane, I would be like, what the fuck is this stupid song? <laughs> and that's kind of what a lot of people are like. But the thing is, like, he gets that manager right off the bat, and then. Uh, the big manager comes down after Ed Sheeran discovers him. Ed Sheeran's in this movie playing himself. Um, and <laughs> what'd you think about that, Jess? I I liked it. I liked Ed Sheeran being <laughs> I there. I, I felt I like, like he didn't really have to act. I feel like that's how he's like in real life. <laughs> he was definitely yeah. He's definitely I buy him as like that's. I don't know if he was playing an exaggerated version of himself, but he seemed it seemed pretty toned down and like or like a regular guy kind of thing uh, a little cocky at times a little petty uh when when jack plays that song later and, and it blows his song away He's, he does a oh, little yeah. challenge <laughs> right who, see who's the best songwriter and he writes a fun little tune and then he write and then he uses what song he uses some really big deep Beatles song um and uh, yeah that one i didn't actually recognize i don't know which one that was there's actually a part that i like that i know nicole hated because she was squirming in her seat in frustration and trying to run out of the theater um it was when uh the guy uh, he's starting to play uh let it be on the piano in this house for his parents and then a neighbor friend shows up and interrupts him and then the parents start talking during it and they keep uh, that's what i'm saying like it's not funny but i can see they're trying to make that but it just seems so forced and unnatural this is why i love jess so much because you <laughs> that it's so true like if we i can't even describe how i feel about this i'm mad about it because i get the humor okay we all think it's funny when somebody gets interrupted because of a phone call and then he's got to wait around blah, blah, keep blah. And then, leave it be <laughs> another, let him let him be and yeah keep, and yeah. then the, the dad starts yeah. talking again and then someone's at the door okay we can have that once or twice um but i can't fucking <laughs> deal with it eight times and then throughout this movie i also realized that there's somebody with a phone interrupting the fucking deep conversation <laughs> or whatever at least three times i it's just stuff like that is so overdone in movies and i don't know how people find that funny anymore i thought it was okay <laughs> I, 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 I chuckled a little yeah, bit i definitely felt like it it didn't belong like i think there's a certain kind of humor or a certain kind of plot that should be steady in movies, but this one kind of, like, was jagged. Like, I don't know. It felt like they couldn't find themselves kind of kind of thing. Like, they went through trends of sentimental or, like, this kind of funny or, like, laugh out loud or sarcastic. It wasn't anything that really... That's probably what fl- I had, had the a good flow. issue with here. You're so right about that because it's a lot of... Just like who's the the director of this film? Obviously, if we look at what he's done in the past, he's got a big repertoire of things that are all different. You get kind of get that in this movie. He's got a little <laughs> bit of everything in here, and unfortunately, you know, it doesn't put across what I wanted to have, and it just it's too many things jumbled in together. Yeah, I wasn't going to speak about this until we discussed the characters, but the new manager, I think, her character. I really could not. She definitely did not fit. She was over exaggerated, like money hungry. Is more for and like, you can tell like she's meant to be like funny and over dramatic, but it just didn't fit for me. She's like, more she for did like a, good a job of saying she was gonna do that, but it 
it was a fake character and it should have been a real director. Can't you see her in like a pitch perfect or something where it's nonsensical? Yeah, exactly. Something like yeah, that. It's nonsensical. It's not supposed to be true to life. It's real. It's not realistic in most aspects. And this movie was supposed to be more realistic in the sense of him playing these songs and people going crazy over them because that's how it happened with the Beatles. And I get that. Um, obviously, not the whole hit in your head and everything is is expired in 12 minutes or whatever but um the things that they put into this movie are not they're not lining up correctly i completely agree with you on that i agree with you guys page girlfriend too that the it's not lining up correctly but i'm i want the other movie i want the humorous movie i want the over the top um i would never buy this in real life because then his super rise to fame would work for me because it'd be like a cartoon it would be like oh wow this is so crazy and then like things go crazy and he gets famous but they're playing it too straight and the dramatic bits i don't like i don't like when we have the relationships with the girl later and and her relationship with the friends and the and the manager relation like i don't like the relationships here i don't i don't like when they're trying to bog it down with the dramatic stuff because it doesn't it's not connecting for me and his performances are fine i mean we will talk about that a little bit later there's visual sound but they're fine um but it's not the interesting stuff for me it's it's and there's a scene later that i i I can't wait to get to once he's getting really famous um that it's my favorite scene in the movie and i loved it a lot but yeah i just i guess i i agree with you guys that it's it's not connecting it's a very it's kind of jagged in its tone that way but it sounds like you guys wanted the more straight yesterday dramatic story and i'm way more interested in the if you're gonna take our time away if you're gonna take our time away with having this bullshit love story where he's got to stop in the um the train terminal before she walks away and he's got the ultimatum of if oh that's horrible do i go back do i go back to san san francisco to go do my show or wherever he's going and like it's just that's not what we were set up to have we were already set up to have some humor and some nonsensical things i don't i don't want that little aura of reality sitting on me during this movie i want it to be all or nothing pretty much that's kind of where i am yeah i think i wanted more of the dramatic tone than the comedy i think i see yeah jess you were looking for something more realistic and i think maybe nicole and i wanted the more over-the-top fantasy like 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 nonsense comedy kind of thing maybe it, either it, way you just don't yeah. get enough of either one. it's trying to do both and it's exactly. not quite and it's not really succeeding at either because of it and and just you brought up the 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 um, new manager character um and the, she's really the uh, she, she's a total cartoon yeah so oh. kate mckinnon <laughs> is the new manager deborah hammer um and i have said before i don't i don't know on this show i don't think kate mckinnon's funny at all i don't like her <laughs> i'm the unpopular opinion i think most people like her i i don't I can't think of one thing I liked her in. This is the closest she's thing I've actually... kind of hit or miss. This is the closest thing I've had. I've seen her in that I almost liked her in. I kind because because yeah, she's the zaniest character. I guess you could say she is very subdued compared to what I've usually seen her do. I've usually seen her play these crazy, outlandish, nonsense characters that are just trying so hard, and I, it doesn't land at all for me. This one, I think. Oh yeah, we all did see the spy who dumped me, and I don't think we liked her character. That is a garbage either. movie. I don't even want to think about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let, pretend I didn't say that. Continue to what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I hate that movie. Um, no, the, I, I, I usually don't like her, and this is I. T- she, I thought she was fine here, which is uh, for me a high praise for her. 
Um, but yeah, just uh, since you've brought it up, talk about I guess our two leads, Ed Sheeran and Kate McKinnon, and then any other characters. Uh, what do you what do you think about them in this movie? Um, so I'll probably give it a three five. If um, that new manager Kate wasn't in it, it'd probably go to a four. I liked all the characters, and I liked um, the parents were funny. Um, I admire Jack. Um, again, I think I liked him because he holds so much conflict and he looked just so confused and frazzled the entire movie. And I think that did put a lot of resonance to it, so I liked that. I thought Lily James was adorable. I've, I've liked her. Um, I think she was in Cinderella and then also, I didn't see Mamma Mia, but I know she's in that. So I usually do like the, um, the characters she movie. plays. Yeah, not in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know that now. Um, I mean, the friends are regular friends, but I think the two our main ones are just Jack and Ellie. Um, and I do like them. I like them as friends and I like them as more than friends. There wasn't anything in particular that I really wanted to strangle them and just be like, why are you doing this? Because Ellie was really supportive. I mean, she's like just that shy, nice girl who didn't want to expose her feelings and ruin everything. And she appreciated Jack for who he was. And I liked seeing that. What do you think, uh, uh, Nicole? <sighs> I mean, doing this movie, I've like had like an epiphany in my head i think uh (laughs) i don't know what i want in a movie i don't know what i want i don't know what i want to see in the characters i don't know what kind of character i like i don't know what kind of character i don't like but from what i see here i think that the lead character is really good i really like him i like his singing i like his internal conflict whatever um his little roadie best friend with the afro that goes on the plane with him I hate him. I think he's annoying. <laughs> no, he's I don't okay. think he's funny. Come on. It's all right. This is what really this is what I'm trying to say to you. I don't know what I like. I don't like him. Any maybe maybe another movie I would think he's funny. Maybe not. I don't know whatever. Parents <laughs> the parents they're supportive. If we look back to Rocket Man and we had that feeling of how unsupportive his friends are and we come to this, these parents are supportive. They're funny. I get it. I hate the fucking Oh, I I I'm sorry we weren't listening while he's playing the piano. You asked him to play the fucking piano and you're not listening. <laughs> But I like that they support him throughout and they show up at the end of the movie. The manager, Lily James's character, Ellie, I can't fucking stand her. I just, I am, I don't even know what to say because I get her purpose, but I don't get her purpose at the same time. Like, she's, she's supposed to be there supporting him and then she puts all this bullshit in his head about loving him and all this crap. It's, I don't like it. I don't even know who else is in this. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Um, sometimes she's funny to me, too. Like, I am on the same page with you. Sometimes she's such a flop. But uh, some of the lines they gave her are were really corny, and they weren't necessary in this film. Like, at the end of the film, she's running. She goes, for the love of money, get back here. Like, that that wasn't funny in this. That's, that's, that's not the vibe we were supposed to be getting from this movie at all. Um, so I think there was just some kind of eternal conflict in this movie of what it was supposed to be. And the characters in this had to fit in there correctly in order for it to work. Whatever. Regardless of what I'm saying. I give it a two because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that main character. I think he did an, a great job in this movie, and everybody else maybe dragged him down to the no- next notch, and that was unfortunate. 
That's that's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely closer with Nicole here. I'm at a two five. Um, I really like Jack a lot. I think he's a really good lead. Um, he's pretty charismatic for someone I've never seen in anything before. He can actually carry this pretty well. Um, I think if he were not as good, I I wouldn't I couldn't stand this movie. But I think he everything he's in, he he brings some. He, I can I can uh, resonate with him. I can feel him. Um, I I don't like Lily James either. Uh, I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get her character. She's too like nice and bubbly all the time, and then also all of a sudden like tries to turn it around and be like, "Oh, choose me or this life." Stupid. Um, I was really hoping they were just gonna be platonic friends, like, like pretty attractive. Oh, that never happens. Male, female, <laughs> platonic friends. It happens. People can do that in real life. Don't 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 give me this bullshit. There's uh, <laughs> always gonna be that tension. F- f- yeah, they just you. have sex just and it friends. messes up forever. Case in point, <laughs> you two platonic friends. Yes, thank pretty you. Pretty much how it could be. <laughs> I, okay, Unless you guys had sex and it ruined everything, and I don't know about it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah, we We're, we are the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah. We're the only only ones that exist. Are we? Yes, are we the only people? I feel like there are people that can exist and just like put their just just be just be friends. Just do it. It's not that hard. I don't think it's that hard. You just do it. It's fine. Like just like oh, but but I've secretly loved you for twenty years. I hate it. I hate when the girl does it. I hate when the guy does it. I will. This and the first half, I was totally buying that they were just platonic friends. Neither of them were giving like if 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 uh, Lily James' character is supposed to be giving vibes to him, I'm not picking up on it. I thought they were just friends. And then she flips it all of a sudden on him in the room when the, with the columns and the. I kind of thought they were going to have, a, like, a little love story. Just, like, how they're in the car together and stuff. I was like, yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah. I I was hoping they wouldn't. And they kind of do. They kind of don't. And then at the end, they definitely do. So it's... Yeah. Okay, wait. You were talking about the end, how it shows how they are happily ever after with kids and stuff afterwards. I hated that. <laughs> Nicole hated that. She was so upset about that part where it was... Yeah, uh, I hate when movies just, like, skip ten years and they're just, like happily ever after we had the perfect life the perfect kids and there was something else that happened i forgot as well that end scene that was oh, literally was like, the goofiest shit that i've ever seen in my whole life i, I, hate I have it. so I never many yeah. problems at the end of this movie um but before we get there let's talk about this last little middle chunk here um his rise up um another scene that i oh did i yeah i gave him a two five uh his rise up to superstardom and it has all these like little tense supposed to be tense scenes where like there's the guy in the audience who's just staring at him slack jawed and there's the girl when he visits strawberry field who's staring at him from the distance so there's these two other figures like kind of following him around this whole movie and i get it immediately they clearly also remember the beatles is the whole point they are somehow also immune maybe and i they don't tell us this but maybe they had near-death experiences when the blackout happened too and that's that's why they can remember i don't know the reasoning because they don't tell us but i have to assume um but there's like a scene here that i don't get where he's on james corden and um, they're talking about how he wrote the songs, and he's like, "Oh, we love having a surprise on this show." And coming out today is is uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. They said they wrote these songs, and then you see their feet, and then it cuts away, and then he's like, wakes up in a. St- he doesn't even wake up in the studio. It just goes. He had like, a nightmare that that he was going to be found out, and he was he was you know he lied this whole time, and he felt so guilty about it because he didn't write these masterpieces huge quotation marks i know nobody can see me doing them but um (laughs) these masterpieces that he's taking on as his own and god forbid that these men are still 
alive and capable of saying that they're the ones that did it. So he wakes up in a cold sweat like, fuck, I need to do something about this. I need to tell somebody that this is not me. I Didn't we like- watch another movie where they were on a, on a um, talk show recently with James Corden or something? I swear to God, I feel like that was something we've seen recently. Yeah, this happens in movies. I don't know if it was James Corden, but this definitely happens in, in movies uh, where they have the real-life talk show host come on. But I don't like this because it's it feels... I feel so cheated, one, because I want to see Paul McCartney and Ringo be in this. If they're going to yeah, say... That's true. If they're going to drop their <laughs> names, if they're just going to not say anything about them, like, other than, like, in passing, but they're literally like, introducing Paul McCartney and Ringo, and then it cuts away, and it's a, it's a dream, which, again, Don't worry, I don't... Brennan, we get some really weird, fucking creepy, fake-ass John Lennon later, so uh, it's totally fine. So <laughs> weird. I don't understand. I don't understand why they did that <laughs> why wouldn't they just have it be paul mccartney or ringo yeah. like why would they and yeah, then that's another thing if you're gonna to make it a John dream Lennon. sequence make it obvious and say or make it uh, convey it at the end because that's the end of the dream sequence it's when he announces their names and then it's over say we have four men here who who uh who are claiming to be it so we know you know something's weird going on here i mean it makes sense in this in the aspect of why they had john lennon living on his own in this little beach bungalow because if they were never famous he would not have been shot and killed so he would still be alive i have to so ask- that's the part with um john lennon uh, at the end, and uh, were you able to like kind of track what was going on there? Like, it, it, it was so that was actually my favorite scene, and I was going to talk. Oh, about what the fuck, Jess? <laughs> you that was your favorite scene, really? That was my residence and feel like going home scene. Well, then we'll say. I didn't think it was weird. It was John Lennon, be- obviously because he's not alive anymore. I thought it would have been Paul McCartney, but I feel like they couldn't. They didn't have the budget to pay him to actually be in the movie. So I think they just use his fake John Lennon. <laughs> it's Robert Carlyle as the actor. He's been another uh, Danny Boyle. Yeah, films. or Paul McCartney where he's like, no fucking way I'm playing this in this shit movie. I deserve better than this. So <laughs> I just don't understand. You can put up a dead John Lennon. I just don't understand, yeah, how they dance around the Beatles. What did you think about... What did you think about what he looked like in terms of what you think John Lennon would look like? That's I guess this goes into our visual and sound here, but like, what did you think he looked like as John Lennon? I think they could have done a better job. I knew who it was, and then I don't know. I they probably could have done a better job, but I didn't really think about that too much as I was watching it. Yeah, I mean, I guess since we're pretty much we're getting close to the end now, we're getting close to the final big performance. You talk about a little bit about your visual and sound, uh, uh, Jess. Kind of continue off in that. I think it wasn't until the last three quarters of the movie where the visual and sound um, really hit home. Oh, no, no, sorry. Erase that. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Residence of Feel. Okay. <laughs> visual and sound. It This movie actually did make me like the Beatles songs even more. I mean, not even more, but more than I already did. I don't know if it's because I haven't heard them in a while and I'm just like, oh, okay, I remember this. Or it's just because it's kind of matched with the imagery that's going on, but... Um, I did like it. And there was that one middle part where Ed Sheeran was doing that battle and he played like this little song on his guitar. And I love that song. And I Googled it and I was like, Ed Sheeran's song, Penguin. Because that's the only thing I remember. There was like some penguin he mentioned and I couldn't <laughs> find it. So I'm really waiting for that to come that to come out. But no, I liked um, the visual where they were on the beach with John Lennon. That I thought was one of the best pictures. I don't know why, but that really hit home too. So I'm going to give it maybe a four or five. Mm. Wow. What do you think, Nicole? That's definitely higher than I thought. Mm. Um, I think that the the sound in this is really quite good. I think that um, 
I, I, I unfortunately can't remember his name, but the lead guy in this, um, he brings a new fresh perspective and it's just really refreshing to hear him sing these Beatles songs. Um, he adds this little oomph to it that we need to bring into, into 2019. And I think that he was just a really great singer overall. He I was, think he, he was put good. a lot of, he was, he put a lot of heart and soul into these songs and you get the vibe while watching this that he has always appreciated and loved these songs no matter what. So just to hear him, um, give the opportunity to, for him to sing these songs in a film was really special, I'm sure, for him. And it was for us, too, because I really liked it. I don't much care for a lot of this film in the terms of, like, when they when he's doing his beachfront concert, when he's, um, you know, when that hotel opens back up. I thought that was so fucking weird and creepy and I hated it. Like, he just is, like, on the top of this hotel and there's 20,000 people on the beach. I, it was bizarre. Who set that up? Where did they buy the tickets? When did this happen? This was all in, like, two weeks. I thought weeks. the manager would have been like, hell no, we're not doing Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. Whatever. It's weird. I I like that he went back to the landmarks, such like, like Penny Lane, and he saw Eleanor Rigby's grave, and he went to um, Strawberry Field. I like all that. Because he obviously needs something to base his songs off of. But the be- the best part of it is him singing. And, you know, based on what I said earlier, I'm not the biggest fan of the Beatles. But to get a fresh take on it and for it to be done correctly and to be done well, I think that that added to it. I think I'll give it, I think I'll give this movie a three. Yeah, I'm going to land, I think, also, I'll give it, you know what, I'm going to bump it to a 3-5, because I think he is a really good singer, and there are some definite visual shots in here that I like. There was some good camera work. A lot of times when he cuts to him and he's, like, confused or overwhelmed, you can feel it through the camera if it's tilted or a little fuzzy. It's swirling around, yeah, and it's, like, upside down, some, definitely. There's some stuff that I appreciate in here that I definitely think comes from, you know, a filmmaker who's experienced. Um, but there, I'm agree with you, Nicole, in that it's, there's something about when he performs at all the different locations, I think it's. I think it gets better as the movie goes on. I think the best one is the one where he's in the stadium at the very end. But there's something I don't know what it is, but it doesn't feel real or right or it's. It's like I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Especially that first performance in that club where there's he's on stage and there's nothing around him. There's like just like some neon lights, and then whenever the crowd is there, it kind of feels like the crowd's somewhere else. Like it's like one's on a sound stage and one's in an empty room. Like. I, I don't know how they filmed it, but it, there's something very... It feels fake, and I can feel it um, on his performances. So that that kind of pulls me out every time that happens, which is a big part of it, because, you know, it's a, a big part of it is the performances that he gives. Um, but I do want to talk about one scene, and it's about the visuals here, and I haven't talked about it before we get to the end. I love it, and it's my favorite scene in the movie, and it's really, really... I, it's one of my favorite scenes of the year in a movie that I think is pretty eh, in the middle of the road. Um, oh, wow. Wait, I'm excited to hear what this is. I, I don't know if... I, th- I don't even know if you will remember it or if you'll like it at all, but there is a boardroom yeah, scene. Uh, there is a boardroom scene when he's right about to put out his new album, and he is at the end of this giant, long silver table surrounded by... Oh, it's got to be over a hundred people sitting at the table, standing around the room. They're all young. Everyone's like diverse and like looks like has their different hairstyles. But and like some are wearing suits, some are wearing like polos. And and there's the one guy at the end, and he's always he, he'll give like a thing like Jack is going to be one of the biggest stars, and and we've already sold thirty million copies, and everyone claps, and he's like, and we're just so excited to give for you to be here. Give him a round of applause, and everyone claps, and he's like, you don't have to clap every time. Um, 
everyone's got their own little drink a coconut water or some sort of like fancy like little like juice <laughs> everyone has one and they're all different colors but they all have that like hipster look to them um and then the the slideshow presentation they're talking about uh, abbey road it's just a boring road i don't i don't know if we're going to use that um uh, the what what's the one sergeant uh, pepper sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club lonely band Heart he's club like band. oh that's a bit of a mouthful i don't know if we're going <laughs> to yeah. be able to sell that the white album that's kind of racist white album it's racist <laughs> and it's it's uh, and everyone's like just nodding their heads and he's like why and then he just goes well, the on the white is too white yeah it's it's just all white it's just it's too white and um so the, the the title they come up is it's one man only and it's just his face basically like kind of with some art like done to it but i love this scene a lot i love how it's structured every i like I, what they're pulling in too the beatles aren't one man only they would never be one man only the beatles are four men and it's a good how yeah, they and i think that's kind of what also hits the conflict too because he's just like okay i'm taking responsibility for all of this yeah <laughs> but i put myself into it does it also conveys like his sense of i'm trapped in this corporate world thing and i love i love how they show the corporate world it's not a bunch of fat old white guys with their with their jolly mouths and their big cigars hanging out of their mouth it's a contemporary boardroom where it's full of all these different people but they're all acting identically and they all have their individual drinks but they're all look the same and it just it i love i it's if, if the whole movie was this tone and like executed like this this is this is the kind of scene in a movie that i would like because it, it every little bit is, is, is satirical and I, I really enjoy that um that's enough gushing about that scene though <laughs> uh the big th- yeah i can't say that scene had the same effects with me <laughs> oh no it did it, it like it like brought me back it like like i zoomed back into the movie after that scene i was like oh i'm so on board now and then it then it lost me very quickly um ugh, we're at the big end concert and i hate a lot of this um the way he is up on stage and he's just like i didn't write these songs and then he gives the name to the people oh i didn't even talk about it at the beach house those two people who come in who have been like stalking him this whole time they're just like <laughs> we love the beatles too but we're bad singers so we're just so happy you're playing it and then they all jumping around to- i did not see that happening and then they're all jumping around i thought it was gonna be like yeah no i i didn't i don't like this resolution because the whole resolution you think they're gonna know something like bigger and it's it's like I couldn't think of really a lamer resolution. They're like, we love the Beatles too, Yellow Submarine, Yellow Submarine. I'm like, shut yeah, the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then right beforehand, that that daunting submarine was in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was kind of good. good. I like that. <laughs> that was part of that humor. This didn't match. It was just like that daunting submarine that should play like that horror music, like dun 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 dun, <laughs> and then like just zoom into it. <laughs> It is true. It's it does feel out of place when you think of the overall message we're getting in this movie. That's a great scene and he's like, "Oh, fuck. Somebody knows I'm taking this music. What am I supposed to do? And I'm overwhelmed and what am I I can't I can't keep this lie going on for so much longer. And someone's got the yellow submarine hanging up in the air. <laughs> hey, that's fucking funny and that's good and that that's intertwined with that boardroom scene and I get I totally understand what you guys are saying. It's just they're out of place for how the rest of this movie went. It's and the end here. It's just it's so it feels so like quickly wrapped up in not a satisfying way at all after he th- he's doing the performance he says all the stuff about how he didn't write anything and then 
Oh, and then he talks about the girl again, and he's like about how 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 uh, he was he was apologizing to her for not doing all the stuff, and her face is on the big screen behind. I'm like, ew, ew. Yeah, I agree. Ew, <laughs> this is stupid. I, I would, yeah, I would not forgive him if I was her putting me on the screen like that, not knowing that you were gonna say like those really. <laughs> things it's to supposed me. to be my some biggest big issue with this. Yeah, my biggest issue is with this is that she is allowed backstage at all these places and meanwhile we're supposed to be gathering that he's the biggest star in the world right now and some rando woman is allowed backstage like 15 times throughout the thing get the fuck out of here that's not true i hate it you know the what i hate even more don't make with, any these, sense. with this relationship is um at the very end he runs backstage and he's like uh, we gotta be together and then but she's still with that other guy he's still with gavin and gavin's like it's okay i don't mind coming in second and then he just walks away with the other friend the other girl who was in like <laughs> one scene an hour and yeah, a half that, ago that was so dumb it was i like didn't even know it was her <laughs> Yeah, you were like, who is this girl? Like, she was in one scene earlier. She's a friend. We should say Lily James is a teacher. I guess we didn't really mention that. That's 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 why she can't go with him originally. Come with me to the States. I can't. I'm a school teacher. I and she goes, leave. I don't really want to. Bye. <laughs> yeah, this thing is like... Yeah, that that part was... Like, the, how they hooked up everyone at the end. Like, those two hooked up, and then at the end I didn't scene, even know it was her. are together. I had no idea that was then, her from the beginning. Um, they show 10 years later them having a family like those little things were totally unnecessary and made it like overly cliche it was stupid it was very stupid and then at the end we we end with um the the little harry potter reference he's like uh, i don't even remember what he said he's and then that's another thing he looks up harry potter something about killing voldemort I'm not killing voldemort here and she's like i don't know what you just said he looks it up harry potter's not there and actually that i give this movie it ends horribly, and the way I thought of ending is actually better. What he should have done, and another thing earlier is he was like, I quit smoking, I just kill for a cigarette. And the guy's like, you'd kill for a what? And then he looks up cigarettes, and their cigarettes don't exist. So yeah. those are huge. Coke doesn't See, exist, cigarettes don't exist, and Harry Potter doesn't exist. Those are some things that... And know, the Beatles. And the Beatles. And it's not a common theme. It's just something they do to pick at it to make it funny, and it, I just wish... You're so right. There's no that. rhyme or reason to what is non-existent in the world anymore. Because the it world make seems any pretty sense. much the same like for all intents and purposes ed sheeran's still popular but nobody knows what a cigarette is like this it doesn't make any sense <laughs> i don't they should have the last scene of those two strangers smoking a cigarette drinking a coke that's what reading harry potter thank you thank you <laughs> just that is what i said i i said at, at the as soon as they introduced the because i didn't know going in other things <laughs> disappeared other than the Beatles. I thought it was just the Beatles, but you know, we learn all these other things are not here anymore, too. And after he's always, he's always bringing up his Coke, he's always talking about how he quit cigarettes and he wants to have it and, and, and kill for a cigarette. I thought the end was going to be somehow, whatever, he get the, the something crashes on the stage. He was chilling back in a chair with a cigarette and this Coca-Cola. Yeah, the world goes back to normal and he and he's like no longer a big star, but he's like, I, did, I realized the big star life wasn't for me. And then he just walks into a place gets a, a coke and a cigarette and then that's the end of the movie and like that yeah the world never goes back to normal nope we no. just got stupid weird carnival scenes with the yeah. random <laughs> friend that shows around shows up with the afro and he's swinging on the swing with his children and fucking weird and then the worst part after we get past all that is the weird six second silent photo of the actual Beatles and then it's done. Yeah. It was also, really also awkward. Weird. Yeah, not very kinda, awkward. Very shoehorned in since we haven't seen them this whole movie. 
except for fake John Lennon and the shoes of Paul McCartney <laughs> and Ringo. Uh, oh, also, uh, we forgot to mention, he his big thing to get back at the studios, I'm going to have my roadie upload all the songs free to the internet. Oh my god. Because that uh, doesn't already happen? Like, get the fuck out of here. Terrible. Get, get Everyone's like, alright, we're buying it. Yeah, we're I'm happy. Like, yeah. Did Apple Music disappear too? Well, they're like, they're like it is already free on the internet. And he's like, oh. Well, you know, I'm gonna do it. Like, it's stupid. It's it's dumb. I don't. I that's don't. when she runs out and goes, "For the yeah, love of money, just, get back here!" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this is the worst like writing I've ever heard." He's um, kind of remorsing or like giving back to his lie, but it, it just didn't fit in well. This movie is the opposite of sticking the landing. It it I have, I have not. <laughs> it so it falters in almost every way possible. Um, but we're at the end here. We don't have to belabor it much longer. The overall feel and resonance. And I'll start with you, Jess, since it sounded like you actually had something positive to say in there. Um, go ahead. No, I did. Um, so there's two scenes in particular that really had a big resonance with me. One was a John Lennon scene, which I did appreciate. Um, yeah. Basically, John Lennon was like his sensei and was like, you have to do two things. Tell the truth and tell the woman that you love her. So that kind of like started wrapping up the conclusion and he realized like, okay, I have to be honest with everything and talk about my feelings and um, just basically say I'm sorry for this huge lie. That and then John Lennon's little house and the beach scene. I don't know why, but that I really like that part. That's probably like the life itself kind of part in me where I'm just like, I really oh, appreciated God. that. No, don't, we don't have to talk <laughs> then, about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the scene um, where him and Ellie are at the cafe and he's trying to like jumble up his feelings and talk about what he hasn't said to her in the past 20 years and she's kind of waiting on it. I don't know why, but that made me shed a tear too. So I like that scene as well. I know you guys wouldn't, yes, but I love I'd, you so much. It and did those it for are me. just like the worst two scenes that I had. In the <laughs> <laughs> so what did you give the overall rating, Jess? <laughs> um, prob- the overall resonance and feel, probably a four. Oh. Wow. Okay. Uh, mm. Nicole? Yeah. I think I'll give the. Oh. I got to think about this for a second. I mean, I can give mine in the meantime. It's uh, it's like a 2-5 for me. Because um, the only thing that I'm really happy about by the end of this movie is that Jack's happy. So I'm like, oh, at least Jack's happy. Because I like Jack. Um, but I don't like how he gets to his happiness. I don't like that the world stays this way. I think it's really weird and off-putting. And it doesn't... The weight and his whole... Yeah, he needed to, like, have himself get hit by a bus again to undo it. <laughs> it's the it. hero's journey. You have to return to the normal <laughs> realm with, you know, things that you have learned and knowledge or gifts or something, and he, he has I totally not- expected him to wake back up in his bed with, like, his two teeth out and Ellie right there. Oh, and yeah. He was going to tell Ellie, like, he loved her, and that was how it was going to end. I would have hated that, too, because I hate the it-was-all-a-dream thing. I was hoping he would get hit again, and then that would re-trigger the world or something, you know? But no, it was. It doesn't land, and it's really bad. Like I, I only give it to five because I like Jack and I like what happens to him. It's, it's nice that he I'm, is I'm happy. But you like his nice family at the end. His like two kids. No, I don't like his family. I like him. I don't like that he has kids and he still looks, you know, twenty eight or whatever. It's very weird. Um, I'm conflicted with this because, like we said earlier, there's a good part for every two bad parts. So it's kind of leaving me indecisive. I do like at the end how he becomes a teacher because they brought that up at the beginning where she says to him, why don't you just become a teacher again? And he's like, no, I don't know if I want to. I love it, but I don't know. And he does. It's because that he has found his place in life, you know, after all this fame and fortune and whatever. But 
um, you know, that, that one good part for every two bad parts is leaving me in a tough spot to, to decide. But I think I'll give this movie a three just to stay pretty neutral. There were some parts I liked. There were some parts where I was hardcore eye rolling and I wanted it to fucking end and I couldn't deal with it anymore. But to have him bring these songs back to life a little bit and to have a story where we can, I don't even fucking know what I'm saying anymore, but that it was, it was a three. It was fine. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we need to end this because we are starting to run a little bit long here, but, uh, I'll start with you. It's, I think this is going to be interesting. I don't know if any of us know exactly if what we're going to say here, but, uh, Jess, I'll start with you. Would you recommend yesterday? I probably would. If you were to ask me halfway through the movie, I'd say probably not. But again, the last second half um, had the huge resonance and feel. And then the songs did like match well with all the imagery and stuff. So I did appreciate that. There was, again, the plot had definitely some inconsistencies with the theme and the story they're trying to tell. But if you look all past that, it's fine. If you're definitely a Beatles fan, then you... I've already watched this, so I don't need to recommend this to you. <laughs> uh, Nicole? I say no. I don't think that I recommend this. Um, if you are like, if you are a Beatles fan, you're going to hate the fact that fucking John Lennon was brought back as some weird guy on the beach. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's... They just couldn't pay Paul McCartney. I was freaked out that John Lennon was alive on the on. beach. Like, I just thought it was fucking weird. Yeah, seriously. It was weird, and it made me uncomfortable that they thought it was acceptable to bring John Lennon back to life in this fashion. I don't know. I just hated that. But um, I don't recommend it because I think that it could have been made with a little bit more care and... It was just too many things that weren't put together properly that kind of lead me astray from it. I can get past the fact that I don't care for the Beatles that much. And uh, I like the, the, the music and everything like that. But the storyline doesn't hold up against how Jack brings the Beatles back to life here. So this movie, I think story-wise, yeah, like there are things I don't like. But as far as like how it's told, it is pretty tight in that things other than a few character motivations especially by lily uh james character ellie um except for her motivations the whole plot pretty much makes sense like there's not these big like what why what i mean there are things we obviously don't like and like stupid bits especially that end that end is just really messy and bad um but like i agree with nicole said every one thing or every two thing that's bad there's one thing that's good and there's a couple things in here that i really like um especially that boardroom scene um the uh little shots of the computers uh, but some of it's just straight trash so it's it's hard to say but i think all in all i'm gonna land on a very very weak recommend i'm gonna recommend this movie um just barely like i'm surprised yeah yeah i actually am a little bit too yeah it's messy and i i hate i really do hate the ending if they if you can leave for the last 20 after before the last 20 minutes and because it's not going to get better um it, like because it i don't think it's not a satisfying conclusion at all um but there's a lot in here that i do like and i really like our lead that helps um and you know the music was fine i did i don't like that they were doing this whole thing with eleanor rigby the whole time he's trying to remember the the lyrics um and that's kind of a i liked part. how he was trying to remember the lyrics i thought it was hysterical that he was just running through his brain racking his brain to get those lyrics and he finally gets them and then nothing they didn't even 
pounce on it. I thought I was going to play. <laughs> I thought that was going to play as he was drinking his Coke and smoking a cigarette. Like, because he finally, like, completed. You know, he arced and completed. But no, we have to have this dumb, forced shoehorn. You should have been the director, ending. I'm telling you. It is. It's It's so. It feels so, um. Like, uh. It, PG, like it feels so like, like uh, uh, everyone has to have a happy ending and like, like you can't. It re- yeah, that was unnecessary. If, yeah, it's too much at the end. Despite all that, though, there's enough good in here where I would say, eh, maybe not see it in theaters, but uh, you could catch it on on a streaming service when it comes out. So, it's a barely a recommend for me. Um, but that that was yesterday. This is today, and we are later on this week <laughs> going to do. Don't. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, there's one thing I do want to say before we wrap up. Oh, is, yeah. um, I was When I was talking to my friend after this movie, I saw it with her. She did say, I like how they didn't make the lead guy just some white guy and not like Zac Efron or something like that. So I appreciate, I appreciate that, that as too. well, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. he's good. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, he was a great singer, and he was a great choice for it. His his uh, mannerisms fit into what this movie was trying to portray, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a good choice all around, uh, all aspects of him. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Zac Efron would have been weird in this role. <laughs> it would have made an off-putting movie. Or just some pretty boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. I like that he was kind of like an everyman. British Indian guy, so yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's yesterday. Uh, coming up, we have uh, well, we're doing our Fourth of July movie this week, and we were trying to debate what we wanted to do for Fourth of July. We uh, picked a goodie. We picked a good one. We, there's spi- so Spider Man. Uh, uh, leave it a surprise. I think you should leave it a surprise. Oh, we leave it a surprise. Okay, we got we have our surprise Fourth of July movie. It definitely is a, a patriotic movie. Um, it definitely has a lot to do with America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it got is, America's uh, sweetheart in it. We can't say anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I, I'll say I love the lead actor in the movie we'll be doing. So that's a little tease for this Thursday. Um, we'll be dropping that review. Um, but coming up, we have Spider-Man. Uh, we've got Midsummer. Uh, that'll be next week, and then we've got uh, Stuber. Will be coming up. Lion King. Um, Quentin what the hell is Spider-Man? What do you mean? What the hell is Spider-Man? How many more Spider-Mans are there going to be? Well, thousands. I think they just signed him. I think they just signed him on for five. Yeah, I stopped that for Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, OG Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the only one that matters. Tobey Maguire matters. Hashtag well, you guys it. will not be I'm on for that one. about that. Good. It'll be me and Mama K on for that one, so you guys are, are, will not have to be subjected to another Spider-Man. We actually like those movies, so uh, not the Tobey <laughs> Maguire ones. I don't, anyway. Uh, but anyway, oh. we got other good stuff coming up. If you want us to review anything else in the meantime, preferably something streaming so it's easy for everyone to watch, um, reach out to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. If you want to message me, I try to get back as soon as I can. I get a lot of random messages, so it's hard to keep track but i do my best um so yeah that's that's the show for this week um and uh yeah nicole jess thank you guys for being on thanks yeah, had a lot of fun yeah and until next time everyone this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies thanks for listening to films with the women in my life if you enjoyed being a listener in our life subscribe to us on itunes please leave a review as it helps more people find the show like us on facebook at films with the women in my life Follow us on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod and check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's 
that's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brandon Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.